Welcome to the Joey Mitchell Podcast. Celebrity interviews. Joey's been broadcasting his radio show throughout California for over 51 years and has interviewed hundreds of celebrities. Most of these interviews have only aired once. Now, he's decided to share them once again. Every week, a new celebrity with a behind-the-scenes peek into what happened before and after the interview. So sit back, relax, and get set to travel back in time. Here's Joey. What you're about to hear is one of my favorite interviews with ABC News correspondent Peter Jennings. He was born on July 29, 1938 in Toronto, Canada, and he and his younger sister Sarah were the only two kids of Elizabeth and Charles Jennings, his father a prominent radio broadcaster for the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. Peter Jennings himself started his broadcasting career, are you ready for this? At the age of nine, hosting Peter's People. It was a half-hour Saturday morning CBC radio show for kids. His father was on a business trip to the Middle East when the show debuted. And when he returned, Charles Jennings, who harbored a deep dislike of nepotism, was outraged to learn that the network had put his son on the air. That's amazing. And then when Peter was 11, he began attending Trinity College School in Port Hope, Ontario where he excelled in sports, but he struggled academically, and Peter later figured that it was out of pure boredom that he failed 10th grade and dropped out. He said he loved girls and comic books, and for reasons he didn't understand, he said he was pretty lazy. Peter then attended Carleton School, where he says he lasted about 10 minutes before dropping out. Although Peter Jennings dreamed of following in his father's footsteps in broadcasting, his first job was as a bank teller. He had hoped that the company would assign him to its Havana, Cuba branch, but instead it located him in its Brockville branch in Canada. And during that time, he explored acting by appearing in several amateur musical productions, including Damn Yankees in South Pacific. It was in Brockville that the 21-year-old Jennings started his rise in broadcasting. In 59, CFJR, a local radio station, hired him as a member of its news department. Many of his stories were picked up by the CBC. And by 61, Jennings had joined the staff of KJOH-TV, then a new television station in Ottawa. When the station launched in March of 61, Jennings was initially an interviewer and co-producer for View. That was a late-night news program. His producers saw a young attractiveness in him that resembled that of Dick Clark, and Jennings soon found himself hosting Club 13, a dance show similar to American Bandstand. Peter Jennings started reporting for ABC at its New York News Bureau. At the time, ABC lagged behind the more established news divisions of NBC and CBS, and they were trying to attract a younger viewer. On February 1st, 1965, ABC placed him at the anchor desk of Peter Jennings with the news, then a 15-minute nightly newscast. At 26, Jennings was and remains the youngest ever U.S. network news anchor. ABC was in bad shape at the time, Jennings said. They were willing to try anything, and to demonstrate the point, they tried me. Ironically, I started the same month with my brief employment with ABC in Hollywood as a page on shows like Hullabaloo and Shindig. The gig lasted just a few months for me when I was suddenly fired for being a dummy and jokingly tying the elevator doors shut on the set of General Hospital. When during the show's taping, the actors waited for the elevator, the stagehands couldn't open the door and someone squealed on me. Great job, 
stupid mistake. Back to Peter. He was determined to build his journalism credentials abroad. In 1968, he established ABC's Middle East Bureau in Beirut, Lebanon, the first American television news bureau in an Arab world. As ABC's bureau chief, he soon became familiar with the intricacies of the Arab-Israeli conflict, and he conducted the first American television interview with the PLO's chairman, Yasser Arafat. In 72, Jennings covered his first major breaking news story, the Munich Olympics massacre, and his live reporting provided context for Americans who were unfamiliar with the PLO. In 73, he served as the chief correspondent of Sadat, action biography, a profile of Egyptian President Anwar Sadat that won him the George Foster Peabody Award. Meanwhile, ABC News and its newly installed president, Rune Arledge, was preparing an overhaul of its nightly news program. They had tried the disastrous pairing of Harry Reasoner and Barbara Walters at the anchor desk, and so Arledge implemented a three-anchor format with Frank Reynolds, Max Robinson, and Peter Jennings in London. The newscast had gained 1.9 million households from its debut and was now in a dead heat with NBC's evening news. Peter also found renewed success in his personal life. In 79, he married for the third time to fellow ABC correspondent Katie Martin. That same year, he became a father when Martin gave birth to their daughter, Elizabeth. In 82, Jennings and Martin's second child, Christopher, was born. On August 9, 1983, ABC announced that Jennings had signed a four-year contract with the network and would become the sole anchor of World News Tonight. Despite a shaky start at the anchor desk, Jennings' broadcast began to climb in the ratings, and by 1990, World News Tonight consistently led the ratings race. When I had the opportunity to speak with him, I was thrilled. As a big fan of Peter Jennings' on-air style, I was anxious to see if his smooth delivery and intellect would be as apparent on a casual discussion as opposed to a more serious on-camera approach. You'll hear how flattered I am when he refers to me as a legend, because I suddenly realized that his staff had done research on me for his interview. That had never happened before. Hello? Mr. Jennings. Yeah. How are you? This is Joey Mitchell. Hi, Joey. How are you? Is it okay if I call you Peter? Absolutely. Can I just call you legend? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a real kick for me to, to be actually talking to you. I'm ready place. You've been around here forever. Yeah, 19 years in this town. Good Lord imagine. He's not seen much of the world, which I have. We sometimes compare notes. You know, it's a toss-up, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Do you do you miss that, the stability of being in one place? A little bit. I love to go home. My sister lives part-time on a farm north of Ottawa, just north of the New York border, and, uh, and I love to go there. My kids are born in London, uh, fairly well-traveled, live in New York City with me now, and when I ask them where they want to go next, they say the farm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I first came to Sacramento 30 years ago. Came out to spend a weekend with the late Mrs. McClatchy, who then owned and, and ran the ABC affiliate of the day here. Mm-hmm. And I mean, my eyes were as wide as saucers, too. I felt like old John Sutter coming here. <laughs> it was a real sleepy town in those days, and now to come back and see, oof. What's happened? Yes, it's, it's quite amazing. Astonishing. I remember you from the London coverage and your trench coat back <laughs> in those days. Hey, you were such a young man. Not that you're not now, but you started as What'd a... What'd you say? <laughs> and you liked it that way. It was with ABC. I find, I think when I got to ABC, they gave me a pair of short pants and a bottle, <laughs> you know, and then after a while, they gave me a pair of long pants. They took away the bottle. <laughs> I want to ask you how you feel about a certain thing, and that is sending network anchors to breaking stories, like, for instance, with the Oklahoma City tragedy. If I am a to run all of our coverage and our coverage is multi-dimensional then it's just infinitely more intelligent to stay at home base because once you get out in the field you're absolutely dependent on communications but I was utterly convinced that if we anchored our coverage from there we were just going to get closed down we weren't going to see a darn thing mm-hmm. so I opted along with my 
my bosses to stay at home, and I think our coverage benefit because I knew we weren't going to get close to the building. I have been in any number of these disasters before, and quite frankly, the anchor person can sometimes just get in the way. You are in the number one slot right now with ABC. You have proved the naysayers who said that network newscasting was a thing of the past. How do you feel about those people who are projecting gloom for the network news? Well, I just don't think they're paying very close attention. When I came back from overseas 10 years ago, we were in third place, and a lot of people were saying, you know, these guys are dinosaurs, they'll be gone in five years. Well, mm -hmm. 10 years later, in fact, network news audiences in general go up at times of crisis, and our newscast, I'm delighted to report, seen here locally now on KXTV 10, has gone to first place. If you think about Sacramento today, which is an important transportation and marketing center for a rich agricultural region, just think of all the connections you have here to the rest of the world. Look at the people who are coming in to California, to Sacramento particularly. Look at the NEC semiconductor plant here. Yeah. It's enormous Japanese industrial investment. That's a dimension of foreign news. Mm -hmm. It seems to me that folks in Sacramento want to know what's going on in Japan because it's important to your local livelihood. Peter, you are the highest paid network guy on television. No, I doubt that very much. I don't think so. I saw the, the amount here. Don't believe I all that stuff you read the papers. I have never known anybody to get it right. In my own instance, in 20 <laughs> years, I've never known them to get one thing right. So we've got level. a local guy that writes about us. You're absolutely right. I'm going to demand they pay me what they say in the papers. <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing in the morning with us. Nice talking to you, Joey. And the best of luck to you. Bye-bye. Sadly, on August 7th, 2005, just after 11.30 p.m., Charles Gibson broke into local news in the eastern U.S. and regular programming on ABC's Western affiliates to announce Peter Jennings' death from lung cancer. He shared his statement from the family and disclosed that Jennings had died at the age of 67 in his New York apartment with his fourth wife, two children by his marriage to Katie Martin, and his sister at his side. His widow, Case Freed, and family held a private service in New York, and Peter was cremated and his ashes split in half. Half of the ashes remained at his home in Long Island. The other half were placed in his summer home near Ottawa. I'll never forget his charm, his style, his intellect, and the brief time we spent chatting on my show. I thought he was a great man and a fabulous broadcaster. Peter Jennings, rest in peace. That's all for today's episode of Celebrity Interviews with Joey Mitchell. Join us again next week for another well-known celebrity that most likely only aired once on Joey's show until now. Now you can subscribe to the podcast at patreon.com slash Joey Mitchell podcast. Patreon.com slash Joey Mitchell podcast. And you'll never miss an episode or extras only available to subscribers. Please visit and like Joey Mitchell's podcast on Facebook and tell us what you think. Thanks for listening.